0: My kids grew up on fast food and running here, running there, but some of us grew up and we might go out to eat once a year, twice a year, and uh, we were families that sat around a table, and uh, I was reminded of that as I was standing up here, I was getting ready, I was thinking about, you know, my granny's table, my granny's one of those that uh, uh, she always had something she could put together. I need somebody to help me. They was always about sixty-five of those country spread containers in the in the in the refrigerator, and they'd have everything that you could possibly want in them. You might have to take three and a half hours to find it, but uh, anyhow, she'd cook up something, man, and she'd. Uh, but I was thinking about that. You was always welcome at Granny's table. Didn't matter how bad you'd been. It didn't matter if mom and dad was mad at you. I need somebody to help me. Granny would run interference. <clears throat> Granny would tell mom and dad to get out if they didn't like it. I need somebody to help me. I, I, that's one thing my grandparents, man, they, uh, they took care of the grandbabies and loved on the grandbabies. And, uh, but uh, I sure am thankful for the tables that I've gotten to sit around with my grandparents, with my parents, and uh, I'm thankful that we have a God that has a table that we're welcome at any time. Amen. No matter how ugly it's been, no matter how bad it seems to be in our lives, there's there's a table that's waiting. And uh, you can come to that table, you can get, he'll, he'll, he'll cook something up for you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and uh, you just bring it to the table. Hallelujah. What a good song. All right. Psalm chapter 138, Psalms 138. Take your Bible and turn there, if you will. I've got my Bible out, but uh, I, I can't read it. And uh, anyhow, uh, I'm getting old and uh, not as old as Michelle, but uh, I pick on her all the time. But anyhow, she's a little older than me, and uh, I like to make sure to remind her of that. But uh, I got there yesterday yesterday. And uh, how many of y'all was there at the funeral yesterday, uh, the memorial service? Um, Y'all, I don't know if y'all know this or not, but I didn't have my glasses with me. And so I had my Bible up there and had it open, but I never looked at my Bible because I couldn't read it anyhow. And uh, so I was was working hard. I got up there, I was like, man, I ain't got no glasses. See, while y'all out there sitting there and, and critiquing songs and everything else, I'm like, God, this is not going to go good because I can't see nothing right now and uh, anyhow, uh, but the Lord uh, was good to us yesterday and I sure appreciate that. Man, we had a wonderful service and uh, man, I had several today even that uh, we've seen out in public uh, that was talking about the memorial service yesterday and how encouraging and good it was for them. And so uh, I praise the Lord for that, all right? Psalm 138, you've probably had plenty of time to find it. It's pretty easy to find. And so we'll get reading, we'll get started reading in Psalm 138, all right? The Bible says, I will praise thee with my whole heart. Before the gods will I, will I sing praise unto thee. Now let me... You know, most people skip verses like this, especially preachers. They'll skip verses like this so they don't have to explain it. Uh, But in several places in your Bible, God's here, this word, the little g, Elohim, is used in reference to angels. It's used in reference to kings and uh, um, important people or whatever the case may be. And then it's also referenced several times. I said angels, didn't I? The so angels, and then uh, the uh, like uh, important people or whatever. David here, I believe, this is a Psalm of David, and I believe his use of this word. It'll be revealed later in the chapter or later in this uh, uh, Psalm is to some kings, all right? But we're not going to focus on that. I just didn't want to pass that up and everybody be sitting there thinking, well, did David think that there was other gods? No, he didn't. And it very well could. Uh, Of course, we know it does in several places uh, allude to or point to idols and whatnot. But David, what I want you to see out of this is David is praising God. And the Bible says he is doing it with his whole heart and he is doing it With boldness, he is making a declaration before the gods. In other words, before whomever will listen, I am going to praise the Lord. He says, and before whomever is listening, will I sing praise unto thee. The Bible says in verse number two, I will worship toward thy holy temple. And so the place of God, the holy temple, was a very important part of David's life. And you can go through the Psalms and see that. But David says, I will will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. The Bible says, in the day when I cried, Thou answeredest me and strengthenest me with strength in my soul. David never forgot how good God was to him. If you look at this and you put it in the context of the temple, then you would understand that this is David. He is, uh, uh, David is later in his life here. He is king over Israel now, but he is looking back and he's saying, in the day when I cried, thou answered me. When the day that I needed strength, thou strengthenest me. How many of y'all remember in uh, 1 Samuel chapter number 30? Uh, here, not but a few Wednesday nights ago. We looked at the Bible, and the Bible said that David encouraged himself in the Lord. Remember when all of his men had come against him, and they wanted to stone him? The Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord, and now David is going back to some of those things that he had dealt with in his past, and he's saying, "In the day when I cried, you answered me; in the day when uh, and you strengthened me uh, with strength in my soul. In other words, you gave me the strength." To go on, all right. I'm at a different stage in life now, but back then you've been faithful all the way, God. All right, is everybody with me? Verse number four, he says, All the kings of the earth shall praise thee, O Lord, when they hear the words of thy mouth. Yea, they shall sing in the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord and doesn't this sound like I mean David's just having him a time can y'all see it David just sat down he's got a pen out and man it just looks like everything has just lined up David's saying I'm going to praise you I don't care who hears about it I don't care who hears me do it he says I am going to praise you before the gods I'll praise you he said I'll praise you before kings I'm going to lift up your name because you've been good to me Man, you get to reading this thing and man, you're thinking, man, this is all right. Boy, David's going through some great times in his life. Now look at verse number six. The Bible says, uh, um, though the Lord be high, yet hath he respect unto the lowly, but the proud he knoweth afar off. And so once again, he's still thinking about it. I can imagine while David is writing this, he ain't never forgot about those sheep. He ain't never forgot about when he was a shepherd out there in that field. And he says, though the Lord be high, amen, he hath respect unto the lowly. He said, though the Lord be high, though the Lord be exalted, he still remembers the little shepherd boys that are out in the fields tending the sheep, tending the flock. He says he don't forget about them. I need somebody to help me. Boy, that verse helped me now. But the proud. He knoweth afar off. In other words, I I can even draw a picture of, how many of y'all remember the publican and the Pharisee? Uh, the Pharisee beat on his chest and said, I'm glad I ain't like him. The publican said, oh, God, have mercy on me, <laughs> all right? And God, hey, listen, this, is a, this was a contrast that we have in the New Testament, but David's given it to us in the Old Testament. And he says, though God is high and above it all, he is still shows respect to the lowly. He still loves the lowly. He knows where they're at. And he said this, that he is afar uh, off from those that are proud. So David is having him a time in scripture. But man, verse number seven, I want you to see where David was at. The Bible says, though I walk in the midst of trouble. Though I walk in the midst of trouble. David was giving us all of that and he reveals to us in verse number seven, things ain't all good. In other words, hey, God's still God and everything he's done for me, I'm thankful for it. But don't, take, don't think for one minute that everything is roses in my life. David said, though I walk in the midst of trouble. And can I say this? If you are alive today, <laughs> you are walking in the midst of trouble. Matter of fact, Job said it like this. Man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. I'm going to read that verse again because there ain't but about three of you that got a hold of it. All right, He said, Job 14, verse number one, man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. You go all the way back into the Garden of Eden, all the way back into the sixth day of creation. Well, not sixth day of creation, maybe a little bit beyond that. But you can go all the way back to the Garden of Eden. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Thank you, Lord. You can go all the way back to when God gave Adam Eve and trouble started. I don't know why the Lord gave me that while I was preaching right there. But it wasn't in my notes. But God said, here, here you go. It's right there. It's in Scripture. As soon as a woman come around, they was trouble. I need somebody to help me. Amen. I'm going to need some men to help me, all right? When The ladies are all mad at me right now, and it's all good. But you know it's true. You know it's true. He gave you to us as a help. But ever since she come along, there's been trouble. Let me go on. One word, one word. I love you, Michelle. One word can summarize the existence of man, and that word is trouble. I, I need somebody to help me. One word can summarize the existence of man, and that word is trouble. Adam had trouble in the garden when everything was perfect. I need somebody to help me. Out of the garden, Adam's kids, he had trouble. You can go all the way through the book of Genesis and you'll find trouble. You can see the children of Israel end up in Egypt in trouble. You can find them cry out to God in their troubles. You can find God delivering them and they still ended up in trouble. I mean, you go all the way through the Bible. Come on, somebody help me. And everywhere, in every book book that we have, you will find that man makes a way and finds a way to find trouble. Truth is, is that you're not going to live life. I need a teenager to listen to me right now. You are not going to live life without trouble. You're not going to get through this thing without trouble. I need some families to understand me right now. It looks real good on Facebook. It looks real good on Facebook when everybody's posting the highlights of their life. But the fact of the matter is, is that nobody wants to throw out the troubles in their life. And if there was one thing that you and I have more of than highlights in our life, somebody help me. It's troubles. It's troubles. It's trouble. Every time we turn around, there's trouble. Man, I've been dealing with it. I deal with it in the church. Not only did I deal with it at the house, and I'm sure you deal with it in your job, but every time I turn around, there's trouble. I feel like that we gain traction. I feel like all of a sudden we get some uh, uh, momentum. And then all of a sudden, somebody help me, trouble comes. And you know what I found? It's not necessarily trouble as in most churches and a lot of churches with the people in the church as it is with circumstances beyond our control outside the church. We got going, man. We were rolling. Church was slammed full. How many of y'all remember? We was running over 400. And then all of a sudden, COVID came. And man, we drugged that thing out. I need somebody to help me. The Democrats, I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat, I say it. They sorry. The Democrats are sorry. I'm going to say it again. The Democrats are sorry. And they drug that thing out. They continued on with that thing. They're going to do it again. Yep. They're already starting to throw it out there again. The COVID is back. COVID is back. Yep. All of a sudden, every time you're going to go to the doctor, they want to give you a COVID test. I need somebody to help me. I got ivermectin at the house. You come over there. I'll shoot some down your throat. You'll be good to go. All right. Amen. I want you, I just, Listen. Anyhow, let me move on. Troubles. Seem like we gained momentum. Trouble. Yep. As we look. Life is full of troubles. Our troubles are different. Our troubles come in different sizes. Our troubles come in different shapes. Our troubles come in different forms. But one thing you can be assured of, trouble's coming. And I need somebody to help me right here over the last week. Trouble has been here. Trouble has been here. Last Wednesday night, we couldn't have church because trouble came. Yeah, right. I don't know why they named it. What is it called? Adelia? was That was her name? <laughs> Lord, help. They could have come up with a better name than that. I know that's right. But trouble came. David, it looks like everything's going good for the first six verses. But verse number seven, David shows us something. David says, though I walk... In the midst of trouble. David said everything ain't perfect. I need somebody to help me tonight. Everything's not perfect. Everything's not the way I want it to be. Everything's not going as smoothly as I want it to go. David said I'm walking in the midst of trouble. But look what he says. Thou wilt revive me. I don't know if y'all get this. I'm going to stop right here just for a few moments and make sure you understand how much trouble David's in. Because David said, I, I'm walking in the midst of trouble, but David shows, he sheds even more light on it, and he says, thou wilt revive me. Listen, what he's saying is, God, I feel like I'm dead. I'm a goner. This is how bad my trouble is. It's without hope. I don't know where. I'm, and he said, But thou wilt revive me. In other words, God, you're going to give me some Holy Ghost CPR. Amen. You're going to bring me back. It's bad right now, and I'm at the lowest point right now, but I'm sure, God, that you're going to bring me back. God, I'm sure you're going to revive me again. And then he says, Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies. Now, let me say this, and I'm going to move on very quickly, but let's not put faces on our enemies. I need somebody to help me. The Bible says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Don't put a face on your enemy. I just want you to see our enemies sometimes are our circumstances. Our enemies sometimes are the things that are going on around us, not necessarily a person, but our circumstances. David said, you'll stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies and thy right hand shall save me. He says, the Lord, man, this is a good verse. He says in verse number eight, the Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. I'm going to read that part again. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. What does that word perfect mean? He will bring to completion. Is everybody with me? God is saying what David is saying right here is, God, you will complete what you began. God, you will complete what you have started. He says, thy mercy, O Lord, (laughs) endureth forever. Oh, man. I mean, every bit, of this, every bit of this chapter is good. He says, hey, thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Man, this last part of this verse. Forsake not the works of thine own hands. Mm, y'all remember in Ephesians chapter number two and in verse number 10, we dealt with it for about three weeks straight, for we are his workmanship Oh, David understood it. He said, forsake not the works of thine own hands. Let me me do something to maybe help you out. David said, thou hast created me. You have formed me. And he says, forsake not the works of thine own hands. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's good. It's good. David was in the midst of trouble, and yet David got through it. Can I say this? You might be in the midst of trouble tonight, but I hope to show you tonight how you can get through it. I noticed one thing. I noticed three things about David here. I notice three things in the scripture here. I noticed first off that David's worship didn't change just because he was in trouble. I need somebody, I'm gonna say it again because somebody needs to hear it. David's worship didn't change just because he was in trouble. God didn't change who he was. God was still God. God was still worthy. God was still holy. God was still almighty. And David did not change his worship just because he was in trouble. So many people get in trouble, and the first thing they wanna do is take off and run away from God. But God, hey, who God is doesn't change with your circumstances. Who God is doesn't change with your trouble. God is still God. David's worship did not change just because he had troubles. David said, I will. I need somebody to help me. David said, I will praise thee. He said, I, I'd, like to, I'd like to put some words in here if I could, but I don't think David felt like worshiping. I don't think David pra- felt like praising God. I don't think David felt like being thankful at this time when he's in the middle of his troubles, but David made a determination in his life that God is still worthy of all the praise, and I will praise Praise God. It might be a sacrifice of my lips. But I will praise God. I will worship God. I will exalt his name. I will lift him up to the heathen. Why? Because God is worthy. God's worship didn't change. Our David's worship didn't change. Because he was in trouble. As I looked at this thing. I seen David's declaration in verse number one. He says, I will praise thee. I noticed not only his declaration, but I noticed David's consecration. He says, with, the Bible says, with my whole heart. I'm in verse number one, Ms. Michelle, if you want to go back to it. It said, David said, I will praise thee with my whole heart. His declaration was, I will. <laughs> his consecration was, I'm going to give you my whole heart. I need somebody to help me right here. You, there's too many people giving their troubles more of their heart than what they are giving to God. David said, I might be walking in the midst of trouble, but I will praise you with everything that I have. It might be difficult for me to get out of the bed in the morning. It might be difficult for me to put on my clothes and go to work. It might be difficult for me to make it through the day. But David said, I will do this. And he said that I'm going to do it with my whole heart. Because you're worthy, God. David's declaration, we see David's consecration, we see David's recollection in verse number 2, he says I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy lovingkindness And for thy truth, David could look back on his life and he said, though I may be walking through trouble now, I've experienced God on the mountaintop. I've experienced the good kindness of God, the love of God in my life. And though it may look like everything's against me today, I know for a fact that God is for me. And if God is for me, who can be against me? David said, David started recalling some things in his life. He started thinking about about, uh, when he walked out there in the middle of that battlefield and there was a nine-foot giant standing over there on the other side. And David said, I remember how you protected me with that giant. David could go back to a lion. David could go back to a bear. David could go back to all of his expeditions as a military leader and he could see where God had protected him. He could see where God protected him from the hand of Saul. He could see how God protected him from his enemies. David looked back and said, it might be trouble now, but I've experienced some good times in my life. David said, I will. I will worship. I will praise thee. David said, I'm going to do it with my whole heart. We see his declaration. We see his consecration. We see his recollection, and we see David's inspiration. Look at this. And he says, and for thy truth, For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. David said, man, I have the assurance, God, that you'll be there for me and that you will take care of me. I will praise you. And David's inspiration was not somebody telling him, God's been good. His inspiration was not somebody patting him on the back and saying, it'll be all right. His inspiration was that God had given him a word. God had given him his truth. And David's inspiration was the word of God. It was something that he could learn rely on. It was something that he could base his faith on. It was something that he could trust in. It was something that never changed. David was inspired. He was inspired by the Word of God. David's worship didn't change just because he was in trouble. Everybody alright? I'm asking you this. Has your worship changed? Because you're going through a difficult time. Mmm, mmm, mmm. I, I like to use this thing because you, you, you. Po- I hate to call y'all old folks, but if you're my age, you are what you are. I talked about my granny, my grandpa. He had a '76 Chevrolet. I'm gonna say that again. He had a '76 Chevrolet. It had a three on the tree. I need somebody to help me. Amen. It looked like an automatic, but most of y'all couldn't drive it. <laughs> it's a three, three on the tree. Anyhow, I had a 77 with three on the tr- a three on the tree. Amen. Grandpa had a 76. It was baby blue. I need somebody to help me. This before we had to have all them com- comforts, it had a bench seat. Right. I need somebody to help me. It had a bench seat, and it wasn't leather, and it wasn't cloth. That bench seat was sitting in that truck, and every time my granny got in that truck, grandpa would take, because grandpa was smart, he wouldn't let granny drive. (laughs) I need somebody to help me. Don't act like no, I, I need somebody to help me. Grandpa wouldn't let granny drive. Grandpa got in that truck. He was behind the wheel. Granny got in that truck on the other side, on the passenger side. That's right. And this is what Granny would do. Right. I need somebody to help me. Wasn't no console in the middle. Amen. Amen. They was, see, these car manufacturers trying to break up families. That's right. Come on. <laughs> Wasn't no console in the middle. If you had something to drink in there, you had to buy one of them little plastic things that fat down over the hump in the middle of the... Is everybody all right? That's the only way you had a cup holder in one of them trucks. But Granny would get in that truck. As soon as Granny got in the truck, woo! and Granny and Grandpa go to town, us youngins hanging out the back with no seat belt, somebody say amen. Amen. Hey, and if it was close to dark, we had shotguns in the back because on the way back we were shooting rabbits. I need somebody to help me. And everybody lived, nobody. Well, <laughs> some fingers got lost, but it was all right. Lesson learned. That's right. That's right. But I'm reminded of a story that I read years ago. And it said that that, oh, that there was a couple, there was an older couple that reminded me of my granny and my grandpa. I said, that older couple got into a vehicle, and every time that woman would slide right up next to Grandpa. He'd put put his arm around her, and they'd drive into town. But Granny started staying over on the passenger side. She stopped sliding over. I need somebody to help me. You want to know that there's trouble in your life when Granny don't want to sit by you. (laughs) All right. Take it into our own marriages. When, your mom, when mama don't want to sit by you, you you're in trouble. Right. She looked over at grandpa and she says, you don't love me like you used to. Right. You sure don't. You don't love me like you used to. Used to, you love me. And you want, I, used to, you put your arm around me when we drove into town. An old man was quiet over there. She said, you used to do things for me. You used to open the door for me. You used to do this and you used to do that. And that old man sat over there and he didn't say a word. He just let her go on and she went on and went on. And she got done. I need somebody to help me right here. Amen. He looked over at her and he said, the steering wheel ain't moved. <laughs> he said, the steering wheel ain't moved. Another word, words, steering wheel, same place as always been. The problem was Granny had gotten away from the steering wheel. She had gotten away from all those things. And let me say this, there's a lot of Christians today that when trouble come in their life, they want to stay over in the passenger side, away from God, and wonder why God ain't done this and why ain't God done that. And God's sitting over here saying the steering wheel ain't moved. Steering wheel ain't moved. I'm in the same place I've always been. You're the one that has moved. So, have you moved on him tonight? David, his worship didn't change. His worship didn't change because he was in trouble. Number two, David's walk didn't change just because he was in trouble. (laughs) I noticed this. Go to verse number seven, if you will, Miss Michelle. We'll read verse number seven and verse number eight. And uh, I, I noticed, first off, David's steadfastness didn't change. The Bible says, though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. He says, thou wilt revive me. He says, thou wilt. Is everybody with me here? David said, thou wilt. He remained steadfast. Though everything had come against him, his walk did not change. David said, thou wilt. I'm going to keep walking. Why? Because thou wilt. Somebody needs to go ahead and say right now in your own heart, God will. Somebody, Y'all say it with me right now. Here we go. God will. Let's do it again one more time. God will. There's too many people walking around saying God won't and God can't. But I need somebody to help me tonight. God will. David said, Thou wilt. David remained steadfast. David remained humble. Verse number six, Miss Michelle, if you can go up one verse. I want you to look at this. Though the Lord be high, yet he hath respect unto the lowly. But the proud, he knoweth afar off. David was king now, but David still remembered where he came from. I, mm, I need somebody to help me. Man, you might be on the mountaintop now and you might have been a long way from where you found God or where God found you and there might be a whole lot of different circumstances. Your status may have changed. Your finances may have changed. A lot of things in your life may have changed. But there's one thing that I am assured of and that is God is high and I'm low. David stayed humble. David stayed humble through it all. I need Man, y'all got to help me. Boy, you want to talk about, we have shown how selfish we are in the last seven days. We have showed how selfish we are in the last seven days. We'll sit at a table and we'll tell everybody about how it was in the old days. We didn't have this and we didn't have that and we made it and everything else. Two days without your power and all of a sudden, why ain't they already come and turned on my power? What's wrong with these people? Why can't they get this stuff done? God, I need somebody to help me. Like we deserve something. Praise God, I would have hugged every one of the linemen last night. I would have made a fool out of myself if they were still there when I got home last night. David stayed humble. And trusted the Lord. His walk didn't change just because trouble. I need somebody to help me. His walk did not change just because trouble came in his life. God was still God. And if there was trouble in his life, it was because God allowed it. I'm going to walk over here and say it on this side. If there was trouble in David's life and if there's trouble in your life, it is because God has allowed it. Mm. We don't like that. Brother Johnny, we don't like that. We, we, we want it all easy now. Yeah. I mean, David was anointed to be king in chapter number 16 of 1 Samuel. He should have been king. That's right. But David had to go through a Goliath yeah. right. Right. before anybody knew who David was. Right. Right. Come on. I mean, mm, <laughs> wait a minute. You're not supposed to have trouble. You're not supposed to have trouble once you get saved. All your troubles are gone. I mean, I mean, if you're anointed, if you're anointed, it's all gone. It ain't no problem. There ain't gonna be no troubles in your life. Tell that to David. One chapter, he's being anointed. The next chapter, he's, all all of Israel's cowering down behind him and saying, send that little shepherd boy out there to kill that giant. I sure am glad David did not act like us. No, God, I ain't going to be able to do that. I, I, got, I got things I got to do. I ain't got no power at the house. I'm going to have to go clean up the yard. I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to have to do that. No. God said, hey, there's some trouble out here that needs to be dealt with. David said, I'll handle it. David walked out there and Saul said, here, here's some armor. Put all this on. He said, I don't need all this. He said, the battle is the Lord's. If he ain't with me, we all going down. Oh, David stayed humble. His walk didn't change. He remained steadfast. He remained humble and he remained confident. He says thou wilt. In Verse number 7. He says thou wilt. I, thou wilt revive me. But he says thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies. And thy right hand shall save me. He remained confident. Lastly, and I'm done. David's worship didn't change because he was in trouble. David's walk didn't change because he was in trouble. And lastly, y'all trying to figure it out, but you won't. God's will didn't change because David was in trouble. <laughs> Dude, I, I, man, I'm going to sell this sermon to somebody. God, God's will did not change. Because David was in trouble. See, a little bit of trouble didn't change God's will. God still had a purpose for David's life. I need somebody to help me right here. God's presence didn't change. David said this. He says, stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. I don't know about you, but it sounds like God was close. God's presence didn't change just because David was in trouble. The enemy will try to convince you that God has walked out and left you, but God's presence didn't change just because David was in trouble. David knew this. As a matter of fact, he, he said it like this one place. He says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he says, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Mm-hmm. God's presence <laughs> didn't change God's presence didn't change God's providence didn't change I love this verse the Lord will perfect that which concerneth me God's oh, nothing caught God by surprise David was walking in trunble, troubles, enemy was coming against him but he said this is what David said the Lord will complete He will perfect that which concerneth me. In other words, ain't nothing going to delay it. Ain't nothing going to detour it. God will accomplish what he has set out to do. Philippians 1, 6. Go look it up. But we see God's providence didn't change. God's promises didn't change. God's, mm, I'm going to have a hard time with this word because I'm redneck. Is everybody all right? God's proprietorship didn't change. That word means God's ownership. Mm. David, he still remembered that he was created by God. He said, forsake not the works of thine hands. God had ownership to David because he had created him. God, mm, I need somebody. I'm going to have some fun. God has ownership of you because he has created you. God deserves ownership and he has ownership of you. If you're saved in this building, not only because he created you, but because he redeemed you, that means he bought you back. Oh, I need somebody to help me. I don't know about y'all, but I promise you this. I ain't never bought something and it told me that it wasn't going to do what I told it to do very long. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't even going to get started down that rabbit hole. But I promise you, if I paid money for it, it's going to do what I tell it to do. <laughs> All right has ownership, rightfully so, to you and I because he created us, because he redeemed us. I'm going to read you a quote, and I'm done. The Bible says, or not the Bible, this guy, Burgon, he wrote, his creating hands formed our souls at the beginning. His nail-pierced hands redeemed them on Calvary, and his glorified hands will hold our souls fast and not let them go forever. Boy, I about run a lap. I about run slam out the wall there in the office. Oh, how good God is to us. Listen here. Your days might be full of trouble. You might be in trouble right now. None of your doing. Circumstances around you. Enemies coming against you. I heard another preacher was preaching today. I, I, I seen this on a real I pulled it up, Brother Johnny, and man, this man was throwing down. And he said this. He said, every great work of God was preceded by a storm. I said, Woo! hey, I got to hear some more of this. Man, I saved that thing. I got it on my phone. I ain't sharing it with none of y'all because I'll probably preach it at some point. But he said, every great work of God was, is preceded by a storm. I said, God... There's been a storm come through here. God said, hold on. I got some great works are coming. I don't know what's going on in your life. Somebody needs to find an altar tonight. Say, oh, Lord, there's been some trouble in my life. There's been some storms that come through. But thou will. I need somebody to hear me. God will. You ain't done yet. David was in trouble. His worship didn't change. David was in trouble. His walk didn't change. David was in trouble God's will didn't change. What God started and began in your life, he will accomplish it. No matter the trouble. All you need to do. Oh, I need somebody to help me right here. What you need to do tonight, come sit down on the bench and Get a slide over. Get real close to him. Hey, oh, I need somebody to help me. Right. They want no seatbelt right there. That's right. Grand, grandpa had granny. All, it was all good. She was as safe as she could be. Right. Oh, 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 you hear me. That's right. My granny, as far as she was concerned, there wasn't nothing going to happen to her. Grandpa had his arm around her. That's right. I'm going to walk over to this side. I feel like I'm talking to young people on that side. Long as Grandpa had his arm around her, Granny had no worries. Good. Granny wasn't worried about a thing. Right. I need somebody right now. You ain't moved yet, and I'm wondering why. Because God is sitting up here saying, Come slide over here. Won't you come let God put his arm around you? Safe as you'll ever feel. The most confident you'll ever feel, the most sure you'll ever feel, is when the comforter puts his arm around you. Oh, This is even getting better. Just let him have the wheel. Right. Some of y'all trying to drive. Amen. Just get in and slide over. Let him have the wheel. Let him put his arm around you. Let him take care of you. Heads bowed. Altars open. There's places on the altar and there's still people in their seat. Man born of woman. we short on days and full of trouble. David said, I will praise you. My worship ain't going to change just because I got difficulties in my life. My walk isn't going to change just as i got difficulties in my life. God's will for me isn't going to change just because I've got difficulties in my life. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for loving us, Lord. I thank you for loving on us. God, it's been a trying time, so many families. We've struggled. Well, we've made it. God, you've gotten us through. You've protected us. Lord, I remember as that storm was over our house, I remember at one point calling out to Michelle and saying, we need to go find a place where we can get safe. Lord, we was in the safest place we could be, right there with you. Lord, trouble's going to come. Trouble will affect every person in this building. Trouble may be affecting them right now. God, I pray, we'll purpose in our heart to worship you, no matter the trouble. To walk with you, no matter the trouble. Lord, to trust that your will be, will be done no matter our troubles. God, thank you for loving us tonight. Thank you for loving on us tonight. Lord, I pray that you would Lord, place a hedge of protection around every family in here. God, I pray. Lord, I beg you for the hard heart that's in here tonight. God, I pray that you chisel through that hardness, tenderize their heart again, Lord, for you. Lord, I pray, Lord, that they'll slide over, get real close to you, restore unto them the joy of their salvation. God, we love you tonight. We thank you tonight. You're worthy tonight. You're worthy tomorrow. You're worthy in the troubles. You're worthy in the mountaintop. Heads bowed with me tonight. I don't want to get away from giving invitations. I feel like I have. And for that, I'm sorry. But tonight, if you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, I'm begging you. get this thing settled you may think that you have time you may think that you'll do it later but if anything this week should have proved to you that your life can change in a moment your existence can change in a moment Not because you did something crazy. Not because you were being reckless. Not because somebody else was being reckless. But our life is a vapor. It appears for a time and vanish away. But your soul will live forever and if you don't know Christ as your personal savior your soul will spend an eternity in hell according to scripture in torments so right now why don't you get up why don't you come down here and let's get this thing settled don't go another day don't go another hour don't go another minute without knowing, with full assurance, that if you died, be absent from the body, but present with the Lord. Is anybody like that tonight? Anybody will come. Lord, thank you. Lord, I pray that you would, Lord, engrave on our hearts what we've heard tonight. May we not soon forget it. May we take it, apply it to our lives and live it. Worship you. Walk with you. And God trusts that your will hasn't changed just because trouble has come in my life. Lord, I love you. And thank you again for tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right.